gotta keep them separated. Oh, a little offspring to bring us into the doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. It's also the ECW theme song of the wrestler known as Raven from 1995 to 2000. And, of course, that's fitting because the Browns are playing the Baltimore Ravens in Cleveland. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland, Ohio. Christmas time is here, folks. There's... I don't know. I'm I'm the wrong type of nervous, Matt. It's not that when you're a kid, the nervous of, oh, I wonder if what, uh, I'll get what I want for Christmas. It's the feeling of, oh, I hope I don't get a giant pile of coal in my stocking. That's kind of the more nervous feeling that I have right now. How are you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, buddy. Uh, being a Browns fan is, uh, is, is kind of like getting a lump of coal for Christmas oh, on a weekly basis sometimes. Right. <laughs> it really is, but we don't deserve it. It's like the good kid that gets the lump of coal. You know, we, we don't do anything wrong or anything, and, and that, that's what you get. I thought it was pretty decent, though. I was like, what could be a, a thing? I was like, what, what's rat birds or anything? I'm like, well, and I thought the wrestler Raven. And I forgot that was the song off of the uh, uh, Offspring Smash album, which was one of the first uh, cassettes that I ever owned, along with the Green Day and, and Dookie back in the early 90s. And that's that, that's a good one, but that was that was a Ravens theme song, so uh, it all ties together. Yeah, uh, that, I, I always appreciate a good old school wrestling ref. Yeah, that one that one fit perfectly. That's not bad. And a little known fact: sometimes, well, so if you're hardcore, you know it. But uh, Raven had one leg shorter than the other. He had to wear like a special boot. Yeah, to like even it out to walk. So anyway, that's yeah, uh, and he had, still had a hell of a career. Yeah, no, not not bad. Um, that has nothing to do with anything. What does is, I think, Matt, I'm trying to, to delay talking about the Baltimore Ravens being 10-point favorites in Cleveland against the Browns. Of course, the Ravens' last loss was to our beloved Browns. That was in Baltimore. That was really the, the statement, the high point of the season almost, Matt, I guess, where it went into Baltimore, put the boots to them, end of September, which seems like a lifetime ago. And if you can believe it, back then we were we were technically in first place. How things have changed. <laughs> yeah, well, one team went on a 10-game winning streak because oh. they were motivated by the loss, and the other team got a little too high on the hog because of uh, one big win, which they have made it look very, very small now because mm-hmm. it hasn't mattered. Four and six since has essentially taken them out of the playoffs. Yep, I believe there's like, um, depending on what you look at, like a 0.6 or 0.8 chance of making it if... Essentially, if there's a lunar and solar eclipse at the same time, the Earth stops and changes rotation, and uh, all teams lose, then we can still make the playoffs. Something, something just a little bit less uh, less favorable than that is is the Browns' chances to make the playoffs. But all you can do is try to finish strong, and try to win out. But Matt, like, you know me, I, I'm I'm as as positive a Browns fan as there is. I'm I'm trying to talk myself into this one. I just I just can't. I can't talk myself into the Browns winning this one. I don't know how they do it. No, nothing that they have shown over the last few weeks has given you any reason to believe that they will win this game. Uh, this is me being a conspiracy theorist, but I do like a good conspiracy every once in a while. Okay. Report comes out Sunday morning that Freddie is safe, barring an epic collapse. Hmm. 
and then I see a team that looks like they don't give a you-know-what. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I wonder if this is what an epic collapse looks like. Ooh. Sure looks like an epic collapse to me. So are you are you implying, good sir, that, and by the way, you can get us on Twitter at AndyMCD1 at Matt Fleurjancic, brought to you by our good buddies at Cleveland Whiskey, clevelandwhiskey.com. Are you implying that maybe the report was put out by whomever to not necessarily let Freddie know his job is safe, but to put it out there that it is safe with this exception, and then if disaster happens, they have an out to go to, whereas they, they don't look like they're being knee-jerk. They said, hey, we wanted to do this, but this is an epic collapse, and now we have no choice. Is that kind of the, the angle you're feeling? Pretty much. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I think it was put out there to to really test the resolve of this team, hmm. and they came out and they laid a big, fat egg in yeah. the desert. I mean, it's Arizona. Drake looked like Barry Sanders 2.0. Just you know, We made that kid look great. We couldn't get to Kyler Murray. Ugh. Um, at times, the defense looks like they quit on runs. Like, as soon as Dre got past the line of scrimmage, they're like, oh, okay, go ahead, take it to the house. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Oh, they they, like, they totally mailed it in. That's when people started to be like, hey, I'm in a contract year. I don't want to get hurt trying to tackle this guy. Hmm. That was kind of the look of the defense. Well, we've, we've been there before in previous Brown seasons, more times than we care to, care to admit. Uh, Matt, mm-hmm. the thing is, like, Kenyon Drake, he's, he's a, a fine, he's, he's a good running back, but he has five touchdowns on the year. Four came last Sunday, okay? Like, and he was with Miami before, who sucked. He's done a nice little job. But, yeah, we're not talking, like you said, this is not Barry Sanders 2.0. This is not a world beater. He is not better than Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Um, and he, he just ran wild. And then, then this week, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, came out and was like, yeah, I, what was it, Matt? He like, essentially said he didn't have his team ready to play or it was on him that they were not up for up to start fast or something. Like, like this is a, and, and the other thing, too, this is the team that fired your ass. If the players had any sort of pride for him, they would have gone out and balled out. It just seems like they didn't care about Steve Wilkes, Freddie Kitchens, or anything else. They cared about getting back from the desert and worried about Christmas shopping because wow. that's exactly the kind of effort that I saw. That, I, that was the most disheartening yeah. loss. Like in other, you know, setbacks, you felt, oh, well, at least they're, you know, they're fighting, they're trying, you know, they're close. They weren't even in the right stratosphere to play that game last Sunday. Against an awful team. Literally the worst defense in the NFL. The absolute worst. And you couldn't help one. And Cliff Kingsbury came out looking like a genius. Like I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. I don't. But he's better than Freddie Kitchens. It, right? Like At least on that day he was. And to to his credit, he saw, all right, hey, the run is working. Let's keep doing it. You had Nick Chubb with one touchdown, Kenyon Drake with four. Maybe if you run the damn ball more, Chubb and Hunt could have had more. Like it's the, the problem I have, Matt, is not that Freddie Kitchens had to learn on the job. It's that he's not getting better. It's that nothing is improving. It is staying the same. Or if it, the improvement is shown, it goes right back. There's no, there's no advancement. If you could see advancement and that it was like, okay, you know, I, I guess penalties have been cut down to a certain extent, which is good. But but overall, just like the play calling, like, he is not learning. He doesn't get it. It's done. Yeah. He's got to go. I don't know. 
how we can help that process of helping him get it. If it hasn't mm. happened by now, is it going to happen? It's not likely. There was a flawed play. Like, the thing is, we were all in. I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, you never should have hired Freddie Kitchens. We were all intoxicated after the end of last season. It seemed like finally we got our break. Everything was aligned. All right, let's let's go. But the better option would have been, it's clear now, hindsight being 2020, you would have had Freddie as the OC. You bring in a head coach who was cool with that, whoever that might be, and, and maybe that wasn't possible um, outside of Bruce Arians, who Freddie Kitchens didn't like. And you had Freddie as the OC and learn that way instead of going from zero to 60 career-wise. It was, uh, it, it, it's a, you know what? It's a mistake. It didn't work. It, it happens. And you got to move on. And you just hope, Matt, that there's not some sort of uh, extra pride or like, I'll, I'll just stick with it so I don't look dumb by John Dorsey or the Haslams because, man, you come back with this another year and you finish another year 7-9, and nine, you have another year with Baker Mayfield closer to a, a contract, Miles Garrett, everything is, is just piling up. We cannot wait. We th- th- There is no time for that. You need to get somebody in here. I don't know who it is. It's not Freddie Kitchens, and it damn well better sure not be Kevin Stefanski, who was the other finalist last year. In the worst, in, Matt, looking back, that was the worst coaching search ever. Like, that was terrible. Well, it wasn't designed to. No, it was it was fake. It was fake. This great candidate. It was designed to give Freddie the job. Yeah, it was fake. You're, you're right. And and to be honest with you, you know, I know a lot of people that I work with are saying, "Oh, well, look at the wonders Kevin Stefanski has has done no. with Minnesota's offense." And it's like, well, yeah, but. His quarterback still can't win a big game, and they're heavily reliant on a running back that will not play this week in Dalvin Cook. And I know that because I've got him in a couple fantasy. As games. do I, sir. He's an absolute stud all year long. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a guy that calls a game on a spreadsheet, and he listens to what the percentages are mm-hmm. instead of just managing his. You know. It, it's it a combination, a Matt. The table, it's a combination. But it can't be the only thing that you use. No, no. And it is that a combination. Like he was a Paul D. Podesta darling, and mm. I'm terrified that if the Browns go on another coaching search this year, D. Podesta is going to be like, hey, Jimmy, this guy, John, he, he may be good at getting players, but he really sucked at this coaching hire. I deserve this uh, opportunity to hire the next it, coach. It's my turn. Well, yeah, in, you gave it, yeah. In, in, in my opinion, he helped hire the last coach that threw us in the 131 hell. Mm. Boy. And it, that didn't work out all that great for any party. No. Not Hugh Jackson, not the Browns, not anybody who had played under Hugh, nothing. No. No, and, and you know what? In fairness to that search, Hugh Jackson was the top candidate, and the Browns got him. I, I, I will never blame the Haslam's for making that hire. At the time, that was a a slam dunk, obvious hire. And really, you know, who knows if Hugh had this type of talent around him when he was hired to begin with, it might have been totally different. But he was sewered from the start, and it was like it made like Matt. It destroys people. Like this, this team for coaches, it destroys them. Like it makes you crazy. It makes them loopy. Like Hugh Jackson, I'm sure wasn't that bad, but going through one and thirty-one, it made him all squirrely. And now he's, you know, just floundering, having Mike Silver 
That turd of a reporter put out fake reports again. By the way, his credentials should be removed and he should be fired from every and any platform that he's on because he's a disgusting, lying loser of a reporter. Sorry for the Christmas rant. But Mike Silver putting that crap out about Jarvis Landry. Landry should go up and, and, and uh, uh, come short of Miles Garretting him on top of the head with, for that lie. He's a disgusting disgrace of a media member. Anyway. Well, this is the same guy that yeah. when people started to say, hey, you know, that's not right. You know, we just talked to Jarvis, and he said, hey, I stand by it. my name, this, that, and the third. I stand by it and don't ever question my journalistic integrity, basically. And it's like, you've been in the hip pocket of Hugh Jackson for a very, very long time now, and you defended the indefensible. And Rich, so, Eisen st- and Rich Eisen called his ass out previously on NFL Network. He's a joke. And this is also the guy, folks, don't forget, who was like, oh, Baker never shook Richard Sherman's hand. And then Sherman did it. And then there's a video of shaking hands. And then they're like, oh, yeah. It's like, go screw yourself, you friggin' losers. Now I'm getting fired yeah, up. It, uh, it, it's not good reporting. I it's, can't stand him. You, you trying to help your, your buddy out and you look like a fool. Go wow. report on USC, it, it, you Friggin' bum. It, it, it's it's okay to have friends in this business. You have to have sources if you want to be good at what you do on a yeah. national level. I get it. You cannot let those sources become your pet projects. Hey, hey, yeah, and, and Hugh because Jackson's on the inside of nothing. To question your own integrity. Exactly. Exactly. My, yeah, Mike Silver should not be working in the in the in any capacity in the National Football League. Anyway, I have him blocked on Twitter. He has me blocked on Twitter. Um, I I would have no. No interest in any sort of interaction with uh, with that guy. Just a complete, complete loser of a uh, of a journalist. Anyway, back to the Baltimore Ravens and Browns man. Whoo, got fired up there, buddy. Man, jeez. All it's right. Only because you're upset that you're not going to have any Cleveland. Wins oh, well, Matt, that's a great segue. <laughs> um, your your trip up north has been uh, delayed to the new year, so you're right. I will not. I will not get any. Christmas bourbon, Cleveland whiskey, but folks, you still can if you're in the United States, not just Northeast Ohio. You go to clevelandwhiskey.com. Please do yourself a favor. Check out the Christmas bourbon. Give it a try, even just for the bottle, which uh, local artists, the artwork is tremendous. It's a collectible. Give it a shot. Literally try it. It's great for mixing. It's great on its own. Also, hey, the the straight bourbon, the 87 is a new favorite of mine, the underground award winning series. It is Awesome. And make sure you're following them on social media, too, because I love getting the, the cocktail recipes from them uh, on Twitter at Cleve Whiskey and on Instagram at Cleveland Whiskey and ClevelandWhiskey.com. So available Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, all over the U.S. Check for distribution dates. They're great for tours, too. Nice little holiday uh, thing. If you got some downtime, go check out the uh, distillery. Go on a little tour. Check them out. Uh, but anyway, Matt. All right. So the Ravens on the road here. We know they're pretty much unstoppable. Um, we've talked about how you stop Lamar Jackson numerous times. It's uh Easier said than done, but the st- the fact remains. And I know, pe- Matt, people are like, he leads the league in touchdowns. He leads, but the dude's throwing for like one eighty a game. You, the strategy is still to make him throw the ball. If you can, and again, easier said than done. And the Browns are shorthanded on that line, so it's going to be tough. Is you pin the edges? You have somebody. You, you you can't let him rush up the middle. You keep him in that pocket. That's why you don't blitz him per se. You keep him in the pocket. And you make him throw the ball. That's how you beat Lamar Jackson. That's how the Browns beat him. And they run the ball. That's how they beat him last time. Yeah. If they can get on a, on a fast start, you know, 
Nick Chubb running the ball, Kareem Hunt catching out of the backfield, yeah. Jarvis Landry making plays, Odell Beckham drawing double coverage to help set up his teammates. Uh, at least they peaked, but that that's a lot of ifs because mm-hmm. we haven't seen them put together a full game yet this year. And I, it'd be a perfect time to do it, but I don't know that it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be able to keep Lamar in the pocket and have to win the games, uh, win the game from the pocket. I just don't see them being good enough or fast enough defensively to do it. If they send pressure off the edge and flush him from the pocket, you don't want to flush him. He's going to run for twenty, thirty yards. Yeah, that and 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 that's what you have to think for Steve Wilkes. The who I have zero confidence in as a defensive coordinator. Um, you have to have a different strategy. You don't send the house. You would let him, you, you try to keep him under in that, that pocket and dancing around and tap dancing. The problem is Matt, you got miles Garrett, different story with Olivier Vernon is still questionable. doesn't look like he's going to play or be very limited. Like it's just, they're just so undermanned that it, it seems like it's um, a foregone conclusion. But, you know, and the Ravens still have something to play for. They still have top seed to play for, so they're going to be coming out guns blazing. Yeah, and they won't let you know this, but they're still stinging from that week four loss, too, mm. by the way. Well, well they I, got embarrassed in front of their home fans, and they want to have, or they want to hand the Browns and their fans an unhappy Christmas present. Yeah, they want to return the favor there. Real quick, Matt, before we make our predictions and, and score thing, you got um article out, WKYC.com slash sports, and on your Twitter at Matt Florjancic on, oh, Art Modell, and a chance for him to back his way into the Hall of Fame with this Blue Ribbon Centennial Committee, which is horrifying for Browns fans. Matt, you know what? The Hall of Fame better think long and hard because you're going to put that a-hole, who I hope is spinning in whatever depth of hell that there is, in the Hall of Fame, in the backyard of the Cleveland Browns in Canton. You're going to put them right there. You get ready for some vandalism. I don't condone it. You get ready for that because that's going to be coming. You're going to have protests. Is it worth it to have a guy who fired two of the best head coaches of all time in in uh, Paul Brown and in Bill Belichick and went bankrupt, used his wife's credit card, like, like what, what a loser to, to use that. And then still went bankrupt and had to sell the team when he moved him to Baltimore. His biggest accomplishment mm-hmm. is helping a, a, a part of Monday Night Football. Okay? You're, you're, you're missing one other knock against him. What? He got into a, a you-know-what contest with the greatest player of all time, and that guy said, forget you, I'm done. Oh, Jim Brown. That was my, the basis for my my article was explaining the when I was assigned to write the story. You know, after I got through my lead paragraphs, I talked about why you know he's a finalist and the negative side to his candidacy. And to me, the conversation starts and ends with the fact that he fired Paul Brown, who was. You know, it, he had helped start the Browns franchise. He had won multiple championships and he, just a real innovator in the game of football. Mm-hmm. And then they fired Bill Belichick, who... As a member of the Ravens, not as a Brown. 
and that's that's the thing that pisses me off oh, about Patriots fans. Um, when they say, "Oh my God, I can't believe the Browns fired Bill nope. Belichick," I, I jump on their ass. First of all, they moved the damn team. They announced the move in November. He was fired in February of uh, of '96. So he was after, I might add, after being given assurances that he was going to stay on yep. as the head coach of the new franchise. Uh, so that move was technically the first big personnel move made by the Baltimore Ravens. I do not want to hear nope. that he was nope. fired as a member of the Browns because once. November, my birthday, November 6, 1995 hit, you know, all hell broke loose, and anything that happened after that personnel-wise, that was a Ravens decision. Mm -hmm. That was not a Browns decision. Yeah, I I jump on people's ass when they say that as well. It's like, do your history, you ignorant, you know what? Not the Browns. It's it's lazy football history. Lazy. Yeah. People who weren't as invested in the Browns as, as we were, can look at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, they were, uh, they fired the best coach of all time. Nope. And it's like, mm, technically, they didn't. Nope. Uh, technically, the Modell family did. And that was done after the move was announced. That's right. Uh, I hate giving any credence to any argument that Art should belong in the Hall of Fame because he was great in helping grow the game with the advent of Monday night football and the TV deals that he helped orchestrate. And to me, it's, uh, it all starts with the coaches and then the, he made the greatest player of all time retire. Yeah, that, that's true. And you know what? You want to, you want to give him credit for Monday night football, do a, a video tribute on Monday night football tops. That's, that's there. Boom. Done. Then, well, then he gets he, that. If he does get elected and he's got a 30% oh. chance, I think it's like a three, or actually, they take three contributors this year. Yeah. So he's got a, he's got a pretty decent chance, I would say. Um, the, uh, the thing that's weighing against him is Bill Belichick is on that blue ribbon committee and Bill does not speak highly of the Modell clan. But so is Ozzie Newsom, Matt. Ozzie Newsom, who is a Bill Belichick champ, or sorry, who is an Art Modell champion. Well, hopefully Bill has a little bit more sway oh. in that meeting than Come on, Bill. I mean, all due respect to Ozzie, great personnel man, fantastic player, likely will be a two-time Hall mm. of Famer. Uh, I, and this is on a very exclusive list of people who have done that. Um, but on this one, I, I applaud him for always remaining loyal to the guy that gave him a chance when there was no such thing as the Rooney rule. I can say that about Art. He was forward-thinking in that regard. But, no, you you can't overlook some of those facts. No. And, and maybe it's because I'm biased because I was a Browns fan growing up, and I have been my whole life. And he ruined my 11th birthday by announcing that move to that City, I don't really like to talk about very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it it would be a black eye on the Hall of Fame, and r- really the National Football League, if he got in because there would be fights, there would be booing, there would be a damn lot of booing from Browns fans who would basically boo Ozzy off the stage if Ozzy was the one selected to present him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
like you said, vandalism. I mean, just it, it would be an awful sight. And I can't believe that on their 100th anniversary, their centennial class, they would want that optic. It no. would not be a good optic. It would not be a good optic. To, to have their crown jewel off-season moment turn mm. into, well, other than the draft, obviously, uh, turn into a riot. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, Matt, we're up against it. Let's get our prediction. Browns, Ravens, Ravens favored by 10. Score and result, please. I'd say the Ravens cover. I'm going to say 33 to 14. A big, crap, grinchy piece of coal there. Well... I won't Sorry, be too buddy. far. I won't be too far off. Yeah, I'll say Ravens thirty-five, Browns twenty-one. They make it a little respectable, but yeah, Ravens still cover. Uh, let's hope we're wrong. I, I just, folks, I can't. I, I can't convince myself. I can't. And you know what? Just like the other way, we know strange things happen in the National Football League. The Browns, we we could not convince ourselves would would lose to Brandon Allen and the Denver Broncos, or to a quarterback named Duck. Or to uh, to the Arizona Cardinals and the 32nd ranked defense. So maybe we'll, we're due for a, a surprise break and Browns can uh, ruin the Ravens Christmas. Wouldn't that be nice? So send us your Cleveland whiskey score predictions on Ravens Browns at AndyMCD1 at Matt Fleur Jancic. All right, buddy. Uh, hopefully a victory Monday. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll chat with you before the the beginning of the the end of Week 17 against the Bengals. Um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas to you and everybody up north. Uh, depending upon the U.S. Postal Service and Canada Post, you may get your cards in time. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows by the them? And Merry Christmas to all our, our great friends in Cleveland, uh, yourself, Jesse, and uh, the whole Cleveland Browns family that we love so much down there. So uh, happy holidays, everyone. Let's let's hope, hope for a Browns win. Maybe it's a Christmas miracle. Give us the follow on Twitter. You've been listening to The Dog House, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation, Dogs by Nature.